I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. We wish you a merry little Christmas, everyone. It's time for... The Connor and Smith Show! It is Christmas Eve. We are driving... Merry Christmas Eve! Merry Christmas Eve. We are driving back from one holiday small gathering of four people to uh, our home. Another gathering of four people. Yeah. Um, And we... uh, have slacked a little on this Christmas season. We did record a bunch of stuff. We're just going to dump it into this one podcast that is about all our Christmas favorite things. If you are traveling, this makes a great companion. If you uh, are looking for favorite albums, favorite movies, favorite Christmas memories, we're going to talk about all of that with our... These are a few of our favorite things. things. We're going to talk about all of this with our producer, Ryan Dean Halbrook. Um, Have the happiest of holidays. Uh, We're we're going to try to do some content between Christmas and New Year, of just like year-end wrap-up best ofs and... Uh, stuff like that, but we will be right back. To put it out there, what are your favorite Christmas albums? Elvis's Christmas album. Own it on vinyl. Okay. Um, it's maybe Ava Cassidy. Okay. I have to say the Matt Connor Christmas albums, of course, and I have to say uh, Susan Derry's I Wish It So are the new favorite. There's some others uh, out there recently that, well, my all-time wait, wait, favorite. Wait, are the Matt Connor Christmas ones just that piano music? Yes. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. I have those. Yeah. Uh, the Vince Guaraldi Charlie Brown Christmas oh, yeah. is one of the best. Yeah. This would be a good time for Matt to play that. Ooh. This <laughs> he gets up from the couch. Feels like Christmas. Um, the preacher's wife soundtrack is a favorite of mine. Which, the Whitney Houston. Yeah. Um, no comment. Um. Uh, I've never heard it. What about some favorite newer Christmas songs? Like, you know, the classics are the classics. We all love the Nat King Cole. Like, it's not Christmas until you hear the the Christmas song. Um, I love that intro. What are some new newer Christmas songs that have caught on your radar and stuck? Oh, yeah. Christmas in Washington. No, I'm just joking. I hate that Christmas song so much. Christmas Eve in Washington. <laughs> America's hometown um i can't think of any christmas well i mean mariah carey is now becoming the official sort of contemporary like nostalgic song right yeah she's taking over with a baseball bat that came out um that commercial with her and the bat and now she has her own mcdonald's so what do you mean by new okay so i will can i just brain dump some light uh kelly clarkson underneath the tree new classic i think see uh candy cane lane love it um uh what about uh who sings cozy little christmas here with you is that katie perry um love that 
I love Gwen Stefani and uh, oh, what's her husband's name? Country singer Blake. Blake Shelton's "You Make It Feel Like Christmas." Love that one. Um, what else? Newer Christmas songs. Gaga's "Christmas Tree." A lot of people hate it. I love it. Here was one of my favorites as a kid. You guys know what this is? This is the New Kids on the Block. Wow. Funky, funky Christmas. Wow. But I can't, I, I, you know, I don't listen to the radio, so I don't really hear newer newer stuff. But the Kelly Clarkson one is good. I thought that it was a classic when I heard it, so I thought it had already been written, so that's a, probably a good sign. Um... I love the Mariah, the new Mariah Carey, the um, Santa's Gonna Come and Make You Mine this Christmas um, with her and Ariana Grande and Jennifer Hudson. Love that song. Oh, I haven't heard it. It's infectious. Maybe not the best adjective to use this Christmas. Um, <laughs> what about Pine Hill Christmas? Pine oh. Hill Christmas from Penny Connors' debut holiday album written by both of us. Yeah. It is a, a good song. song. It's a catchy it song. It is a very catchy song. It does song. make catchy. you feel like Christmas. Yeah. It does. It does. Um, okay, so those are some new contemporaries. What about classical Christmas music? So I'm, I'm Oh, the Messiah, okay. without a doubt. Uh, so I love the Nutcracker but I think my favorite Nutcracker themes are, well, of course, Sugar Plum Fairy, but The Waltz of the Flowers is probably my favorite. It's beautiful. Do you know how that one goes? Ba -da -dun -da -da -da. Is that it? Yeah. John Williams steal something for Home Alone? That's classical. Oh, that's that's kind of near Sugar Plum Fairy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I I love the Home Alone soundtrack. Oh, it's just great. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, and let's see other classic dun, dun, Christmas dun, 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 albums dun, 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 dun. that you want to talk about. Uh, a lot of commercials use Canon and D. Oh, Pachelbel, Canon and D. Um, I'm trying to think. Sam Harris. World of Difference, which is beautiful. I love that. Um, and any other recent Christmas things that you could think of as far as listening, what you love. I love the Ultra Lounge Christmas Collection. Uh, I think you can find it under Christmas Cocktails. Uh, it's some very fun music from uh, mid-century that uh, features a lot of K-Star or... Um, kind of jazz singers of that ilk some of the songs that come to mind are the merriest or june christie is another great singer from that era um sorry to see you go which is a new year's song and uh yeah those are some good so okay so those are some of our favorite christmas songs right yeah sure i mean i'm all the i love blue christmas by elvis uh-huh well it has some of the most insane backup vocals right mm-hmm yeah. Um, how about most hated? You already mentioned. Uh, oh, there's that song. Christmas Eve what in did Washington. they give us last year? 
Is that the name of the song? Mm-hmm. What did they give us last year? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not the name of the song. What's that song? Christmas Shoes or something? People oh, like Christmas that song. Shoes. I don't like uh, it. They did a spoof it on SNL Saturday night called <laughs> Christmas Socks. <laughs> I hate uh, another old Lang Syne. I think it's depressing. Oh. Met my lover at the grocery store. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So depressing. Yep, yep. Um, what are the Christmas songs you cannot stand? Uh, that I, Christmas in Washington, as you said. Yeah, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I hate it. That's Paul McCartney. I don't care. I think <laughs> I he's done better work. Yeah, I like it. Um, uh, War is over. I, I do like War is over, but um, I do find the chorus a little mom-like. Uh, very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Let's hope it's a good one without any fear. Feels like it's like really trying to Isn't that John Lennon? preach to us. But Yoko sings the chorus. Right, right, right. Um, any other Christmas songs you just cannot stand? Yes. Uh, Grandma got ran over by reindeer. It's traumatic. It's very traumatic, especially yeah. if you lost a grandparent around the holidays. Sure, there you go. Or a grandmother like I did. But what if you wanted her to go? Well, then it has a whole new meaning. Yeah, right. Yeah, let's think. You want to listen to that yeah, every Christmas. There are different angles to this. <laughs> I can't stand. Oh, by gosh, by golly, it's time for mistletoe and holly. I hate the one. I don't always hate the versions of it, but there's the one. I don't know if it's the original, or whatever. But it's, uh, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus, but it's really high pitched. Oh, it's Neil. Isn't it Neil? Um, oh no. Who sings I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas? Oh, God, that's what I'm thinking. I hate that song. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. I don't hate it. I don't hate any Christmas song. but You, you know. don't? No, I don't, not I, really. I don't think I can put any Christmas songs on a hate list. Christmas is all around us. And oh. so the feeling goes. <laughs> right. All right, well, that was a nice little segment on Christmas songs. That's fantastic. <laughs> All right, two more. All right, guys, what are your best Christmas memories? Whatever they are, it, it doesn't have to be just one. What is like a Christmas memory that you're like, oh my God, that was such a good Christmas because X, Y, Z happened? Uh, um, for me, I'll say I don't... Christmas to me, the feeling when I think back to my childhood and like... I don't really have, I just have a warm feeling. I remember bits and pieces of like, you know, sitting in front of, I remember getting a, a guitar at a very young age. I had to have been maybe in kindergarten or something. And I, I remember all the family being over and like Mary Poppins was on the TV or maybe it was Sound of Music and I thought it was Mary Poppins because I was young and it was Julie Andrews. I don't know. Uh, but I just remember that I just always get these feelings of, of feeling warm I don't really have like a specific memory. Did you have a fever? I always, I always had a fever at Christmas time for more cowbell. <laughs> um, favorite Christmas memories in general. There's so many from childhood. Um, that uh, I'm gonna pair it with a gift as well. Um, my mother and father got me a weather center. It was like a did the temperature the barometric pressure and the dew point and at the time i was mad it wasn't like a game boy <clears throat> <laughs> but that 
was a gift that I kept for, I would say, at least 25 years until it just kind of fell apart. But uh, I loved it. I grew into uh, being a young geek monitoring. The barometric pressure was always um, the most exciting to me because when it dropped, you knew a storm was coming. And I, I felt like I knew before everyone else when a storm was coming. So that was a really cool gift. Um, other favorite... I'll just say this, traditions and things that make me think of Christmas. My mother cooks these cookies, Chewy Noels, that when I eat them, I know it's Christmas. They're a, I talked about the, them on this podcast before. They're a bar cookie with nuts and uh, powdered sugar. Also, um, we always got like Pepperidge Farm summer sausage in our stocking. So whenever I taste that, it's like Christmas morning. Um, there are just certain things that kind of remind me. There's a candy from Pennsylvania called Redstone Candy that I just, I didn't get this year. And I'm not sure it's even in production right now, but I always, when I taste that, it feels like Christmas. Um, other Christmas memories or things that you, Matthew used to direct pageants, didn't you? Yeah, I guess I did probably three or four pageants as like a late teen, early 20s. We have them on DVD. Mm -hmm. I used to write them and direct them. And I think, I think some of my Christmas memories might be from, I don't have any children except for two pugs, but when my brothers had children, the first three children were uh, Luke, Blake, and um, Paige. And for, I guess, maybe about 10 years, I would send them on a scavenger hunt mm -hmm. for all of their gifts. And then at the end of their scavenger hunt, on top of their gifts, they would always receive a crisp, from the bank, $100 bill. Wow. And I did that for probably maybe 10 years. And uh, Now it's Venmo and Zelle? Now it's just Venmo. Yeah. I Venmoed them last night. <laughs> and... Um, just funny stuff. One year I couldn't be there for the scavenger hunt, so I sent them an, a recipe. And with each ingredient, they had, they in, in each box of the ingredients, they found a different gift. And then they had to make this cake and then top it with ice cream that was in the freezer. And in the freezer was a fake ice cream box with their $100 bills. Wow. You really went all out. Yeah. There was one year I, their final gift was um, hanging from a flagpole and they couldn't see it. I mean, just crazy stuff. They would have to go find their gifts every year. That was fun. Um, this was my Christmas every morning. Every Christmas morning, my dad would come out. We'd want to open the gifts and he'd be like, all right, guys, everybody sit down. He'd pull out the Bible, and this this is this is my Christmas memory. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And so he went through the entire read the entire Christmas story to us, the Christ story, before we could open our presents. Wow. And he wouldn't just like read it. He would like act it, act out. it out. And we were just like, please finish. Please finish. I thought you were going to say we were, like, captured by absolutely, his performance. No, absolutely. <laughs> never. Please, God, end it. 
We just went so over wait, our wait, gifts. Who was who was who was charging taxes? Caesar Augustus. Augustus yeah. To who? To the people, right? And well, it came to pass in those days, there came a decree that Caesar Augustus. I don't remember the rest. That was from memory. So um, Joseph and Mary were being taxed. Right. Did they pay their taxes? Well, they had to move and go, right? And take their... They had to go back to where they came from, Was right? there a hotel tax on the end? Was <laughs> no, I'm wondering if they paid. And if they did pay... Were they dodging the taxes? Right. I mean, what does that say about people pay who Pay taxes, Joseph and Mary. <laughs> no, I'm saying I think they did. So therefore, why are we complaining about not if that was a part of the story oh my god yeah they were paying their taxes pay your taxes folks pay your taxes so what happens if you don't pay your taxes what does that you say? don't go to heaven wait wait do you support people who <laughs> won't show their tax papers i don't know and didn't god oh. say give caesar what is due caesar and give god what is due god right so, so what if you give god what is due but not to caesar and then the, what if new york asks for the papers uh, this is or SDNY. No, I want to see how this evangelical thought on taxes goes back to the thinking about people who pay taxes. Right. It's right. Your father read this every Christmas. Every Christmas. Hmm. Every Christmas. Interesting. So I want to know if Mary and Joseph paid their taxes. I think they did because that's why they were returning. Right. They only left in exile because of the killing of the babies. Do we think they sold off the frankincense, gold, and myrrh to pay some old bills? Well, they maybe could have the gold. I think the myrrh's a little iffy. Well, we didn't see Mary bring the myrrh to the crucifixion. And frankincense, according to some people, will help with COVID. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Well, they Is did... that up there with ivermectin? Yeah, or... right, right, yeah, yeah. In, in a lot of the books that were taken out, I know that Jesus' circumcision was sent in all kinds of different ointments all through the land, and it caused miracles. Oh, that's mm. kind of gross. So foreskin... Wow, yeah, that's 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 heavy. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. heavy. Mm -hmm. It probably wasn't very heavy because it was a baby, but you know uh. what I mean. <laughs> Christmas cuddler. Cuddlery. All right, we're gonna talk about Christmas movies now. Let's start with the subcategory Christmas adjacent movies, meaning. D define that for us, expert Ryan. Oh, I don't know. I mean, Christmas adjacent is, is a movie that has Christmas in it, but the movie's not about Christmas, right? Okay. So I'll start with the most recent I've seen, and they're both kind of part and parcel similar and not really for the squeamish of heart. I just watched uh, Silent Night, which is a new film. Um, has the kid from Jojo Rabbit in it and Kira Knightley. Um, and the guy who plays Henry Talbot in Downton Abbey. Don't know his name, but he's very dashing. Matthew Good. Good. Um, no, but what's his last name? <laughs> Matthew B. Good. Um, it's it's a, a, a film that's kind of about uh, a spreading infection or poisoning or terrorist kind of uh, thing that is sweeping the globe and... It's set in England, and the government has given everyone um, pills to take to kill themselves before this gas does. And it's a holiday gathering where everyone's getting together and trying to have one last happy Christmas. So I feel like this was very ill-timed in its release. Um, it's a really heavy watch. I will say it's a good film. It's just kind of a oof. Um, so maybe not watching it this christmas would be a good idea although it's out right now and they probably want you to watch it it's it's 
it's tough. The other one is also tough, but I like it more. Um, 2008's The Children. It's either eight or nine, forgive me. Um, which has like a 75% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It's a pretty well-regarded B-horror film, low-budget horror film. It's about a virus, <laughs> sensing a theme that affects children and turns them into kind of killers at this Christmas gathering of a family in the woods in a snowy part of England somewhere. Um, I like that a lot better because it's so much more unrealistic. Uh, I like my horror unrealistic as it can get, especially these days. But those are kind of Christmas adjacent. Um, but Ryan, you, you, you've been covering Christmas adjacent films, uh, lately. Can you tell us about where oh. you cover them and what they are? Yeah. So I just wanted to see like how many were out there and, uh, just did kind of a search on Letterboxd, which is, uh, basically social media for movie lovers. Can people follow you on that? Yeah. Yeah. People can follow me at Ryan the Dean on uh, Letterboxd. And, uh, I just been crying, trying to watch as many Christmas adjacent, and that's a loose thing, uh, but like Serendipity, have you ever seen that, Matt? No. With John Cusack and Kate Beckinsale. Not really about Christmas, it's just a romantic comedy, they meet at Christmas time kind of thing. A uh, lot of romantic comedies in this. You've Got Mail, did you ever see that? Mm -hmm. Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that movie at all? Mm -hmm. Somewhat. I mean, so dated at this point, but also like, you know, it just, Amber, it's just caught in time of... You know, hearing you've got mail. And she loves me. <clears throat> yeah, it's basically the shop around the corner, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, there was Bridget Jones's Diary. You remember that movie? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's Renee. Yeah. Uh, what was her name? Renee Zellweger, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hugh Grant. Yep. Colin Firth. Uh, that's also Christmas adjacent. Uh, it happened on Fifth Avenue, which is a movie from 1947. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. Um, a New Yorker hobo moves into a mansion uh, the same time every year at wintertime uh, because he knows they're going to be in Virginia at their other house. And then, you know, it's not really about Christmas. It's just it happens to be at this time and people do spend Christmas time together. That's the Fifth Avenue one? It happened on Fifth Avenue, yeah. Um, Is it based on anything? It sounds like it's something that's based on something. I don't know. Maybe a play. I don't know. 1947. Gremlins, of course. You saw Gremlins? Yeah. Did you think it was scary? Do you at, remember? At the time, yeah. At the time, yeah. I mean, I just remember the, the huge craze of Gremlins. The Gremlins reminded me of a movie called uh, Horror, uh, Horror of Trilogy, Trilogy of Horror. Trilogy of Terror. Trilogy of Terror. Trilogy of Terror. Trilogy some of terror. sort of like uh, voodoo doll. I don't think I've seen that. And the oh voodoo... My God. The what? I love that film. And the voodoo doll had like a knife and was stabbing people. Karen Black. And the, oh yeah. And for some reason, the gremlins had the same effect on me. That same kind of like just uh, it's it, something other terrorizing. So eighty four. So you were what young teens? <laughs> I was born in eighty three, so I was one. <laughs> you were born in eighty three, right? Right. Of course. So I was one. So you saw it years later. Yeah, remake. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, reruns. Uh, Steven, do you remember your first foray into Gremlins? Uh, one moment. Okay, one moment. Steven's placing cookies on a cookie tray. On a cookie tray? A to cookie. go into the oven? Yes, to be cookie, to be baked. To be baked. He's baking cookies. 
Um, I'll move on from Gremlins. There's Lethal Weapon, set during Christmas time, and that's Shane Black. So any movie that he's written or directed pretty much takes place during Christmas time. Yeah. So you have uh, Lethal Weapon. He wrote. He sold that very young age of 21 for yeah. like millions of dollars. Uh, you can go to uh, what else did he do? <laughs> now that I'm sitting here trying to think of it. Uh, he did The Nice Guys. That's one of the more recent ones. He did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He did uh, one of my favorites that I can't think of the name of right now. What's the one with Gina Davis and Sam Jackson? Set at Christmas time. She's a, like a CIA agent. Spoiler alert. Anyone? Oh, God. I wish I could think of the name of it right now. Uh, anyway, there's that one. Uh, Iron Man 3, which he wrote and directed, which is part of the Marvel Universe, also set during Christmas time. Uh, also had... Um, there was another older film called Christmas Eve, which, eh, it was okay. It's this older woman who's really rich, and uh, somebody's trying, like, the nephew's trying to take the money from her, and uh, she says, like, by Christmas Eve, her, her kids will show up, and uh, she won't have to give her money away. Yeah, to the ba that's the basic thing. So it follows each of the, the, the boys as adults in their lives getting back to her on Christmas Eve. So, again, not about Christmas but Christmas adjacent that was from 1947 as well 1947 was a big year Why? for Christmas adjacent movies I have no idea huh uh, gremlins Steven yes I collected records that they put out little mini records I can't I think Hardy's put them out that had gremlins you could listen to chapter one of gremlins it was like audio with some uh, sound effects I also had little gremlins toys that came with the uh, came with the, the, the lunch, you know, it was not the Happy Meal. I can't remember what it was called from Hardee's. But um, I believe we were... The Hardy Party? <laughs> uh, I believe we were shown the TV edited, taped off of TV version of Gremlins in elementary school. Mm. So it was edited for TV, and uh, that frequently happened with teachers around Christmas. They could show things that were put on TV if they recorded them. But yeah, I loved Gremlins. Um, uh, did it scare you? No. <laughs> you were too much I wanted a Gremlin. Yeah, right. No, totally. Like yeah. one of the, the like, cars? And then I ha have... Stripe? You want a Striper? Yeah, you... Oh, yeah. I yeah, wanted yeah. the bad one. Yeah. <laughs> one of my neighbors drove a Gremlin. Yeah, the car. Right, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. green. And it, it actually probably uh, felt like it had gremlins, a car like that, right? Mm -hmm. It was The uh, the Long Kiss Goodnight. If you uh, haven't seen that movie, great movie. No, another Christmas adjacent film. The Last Boy Scout. I was going to say A Kiss Before Dying, so I was wrong. <laughs> Close. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, what else? What else? What else? Um, can you think of any other Christmas adjacent? I was going to say not adjacent, but like maybe it's... Uh, well, no, I mean, it's a Chris, It's not about Christmas, but it takes place at Christmas. Batman Returns is one of my favorite. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just, uh, again, set at Christmas time. Not, not about, about Christmas. Christmas but Christmas yeah. is mentioned, and it's there's a Christmas tree lighting, and right. the ice princess gets killed. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> so many years later. Um, I have a Remember the Night. Okay. Uh, this was from 1940 with Fred McMurray and Barbara Stanwyck. Uh, it was a really cute movie. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's a really kick in the pants. The ending really got me. Like, really got me. 
one that I cannot celebrate Christmas without watching is the Christmas segment of the 70s film Tales from the Crypt with Joan Collins where there's a Santa Claus killer on the loose and she has killed her husband for insurance money and is trying to make it look like a crime when at the same time there's a Santa Claus uh, killer on the loose and her daughter keeps saying, when is Santa coming? And she's trying to keep the daughter upstairs. And spoiler alert, the daughter lets the killer in. And I love, love, love. It's like a great 15 minute uh, segment of the film. It's actually the best segment of the film. The rest is kind of lackluster, but it's also like... It's the only one around about Christmas. It's the only one about Christmas, but it's also the best one. And also Joan Collins at her prime, at her most gorgeous. Um, so love that. I always have to watch that. But that's kind of Christmas. Die Hard. Well, Die Hard's the, the number one. Um, but I think it's actually a Christmas movie. Can I confess something? Yeah. Never seen it. What? Never seen oh, Die Hard. Gotta watch Die Hard. Gotta watch right. Die Hard. This Christmas week, yeah. I will uh, watch it. I got just a few more. While You Were Sleeping, mm -hmm. Sandra Bullock. Mm -hmm. Again, not about Christmas. Christmas Some of it takes Jason. place. Yeah, exactly. From Arlington. Great film from 1989 called Dead Bang. I always thought it was about necrophilia, but it's not. Um... <laughs> uh, it's got Don Johnson right after Miami Vice ended, so it's like him trying to make his his movie career, mm -hmm. and it's, it's really good. Especially now, it's very cathartic because he he's chasing down a Nazi basically across the country at Christmas time. So it you know it was it was very cathartic. Uh, let's see, there's Enemy of the State, the Will Smith movie with Gene Hackman, also takes place during Christmas time. Cover Up movie from 1949, which is kind of a film noir. Set at Christmas time, also a good one. Uh, let's see, The Silent Partner from 1978 with Elliot Gould won the Canadian Oscar, basically. But it's kind of like a Canadian giallo. It's got Christopher Plummer in it. It was really, really good. What's a giallo for those not in the know? Oh God, I could not tell you the explanation. A giallo is an Italian yeah. film that is almost like a Grand Guignol scale of violence. Um, uh, deep colors, uh, lots of blood. Uh, am I correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, Giallo. The master is um, Suspiria, uh, Tenebre, uh, Dar Argento, <laughs> Argento, right? Yeah, Dario. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think isn't Baba, Baba. Mario, yeah, Mario Baba. Baba. Yeah. Um, We're getting really film geeky. Yeah. for Christmas. Also, Edward Scissorhands. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I hate the ending of that movie so much. Why? Just it just destroys me. Okay, spoiler alert. What happens at the end? Well, when when all of the the everybody's coming towards him and like ready to like you know put him up on a spike, and then he winds up killing of all uh, people. I can't think of his name right now. Anthony Michael Hall. Mm -hmm. And then she says he's dead. Like just the whole lead up to that it makes me so uncomfortable because all of these people turn on him at the last moment, and it's just so heartbreaking. It was Burton's Frankenstein. Yeah, it, it's the, I think probably closest to his heart. I would think because mm -hmm. I mean it's it's so good. Did Looks you know like him. There was a a dance uh, done mm -hmm. about Edward. The There's S a ballet. It was done by Matthew Bourne. Matthew Bourne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did Swan Lake. Yeah, like two thousand six, seven, something like that. And Carman, which was right. Uh, Male version of Carmen. Uh, and then whoever slew Auntie Rue with oh. the great Shelley Winters. It's a Hansel and Gretel kind of take. Uh, it was really strange. I really kind of loved it. It's the, the orphan boy in it is Oliver himself. Uh, Mark Lester, I think, is his name. Uh, you know, from the movie musical. 
so that was also an offshoot of Hagsploitation that came from whatever happened to Baby Jane. Um, whoever slew Auntie Rue, there was also what happened to Aunt Alice. Um, and the, the god, the what was the one with the woman's lady in a cage? Oh, I saw that too, yeah. That, a young James Caan. Very messed up, that yeah. film. But that's not Christmas at all. So those are Christmas, light, Christmas adjacent kind of films for you. All right, so, so let's let's <laughs> Christmas specials. What are your favorite? They can be animated. They can be claymation. They Star can be Wars concerts. Holiday special. Oh, with Chewbacca's Christmas. Absolutely, that's, that's you showed that to me for the first time. Yeah, good good stuff. I mean, not really good stuff, but you know, very strange and specific stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Christmas specials. Um, I, you, is it the Muppets the best? The Muppet Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. It's really good. Oh, I think somebody's cookies are beeping. Should I check the cookies and you guys continue on okay. specials? Go animated or claymation. Go. I'm trying to... Oh, yeah, Rudolph, of course. What are your favorite characters in Rudolph now? Uh, the Island of Misfit Toys. The Island of Misfit... Wait, is that, a, is that in Rudolph? I think he goes there once. <laughs> uh, we watched one last year that we were like... I, I've never seen Frosty. this before. Oh, yeah. No, where's the, where's the Island of Misfit Toys from? Rudolph. It That's is from Rudolph. Rudolph, yeah. I mean, Rudolph is kind of my story. Like, I was never taken seriously until I saved Christmas. Right, because you, you saved Christmas and then... Yeah, no one liked me right. until I did something for Christmas. Oh, wow, Stephen made cookies with Christmas trees on them. How beautiful. No, Matt did. They look warm. just like Christmas trees. Um... I used to always watch growing up all the claymation. I don't know why I used to love uh, Nestor the Long-Eared Donkey. That right. Sometimes I would call Lester the Long-Eared Donkey. With Brenda Baccaro. And there was also a claymation of, I think, the little drummer boy that never comes on yep. anymore. Yep, yep there sure is. And I also liked, uh, I always thought the year without Santa Claus was weird. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. We watched that one last year, yeah. I don't know why. I always thought it was kind of like, eh. Is that the one with like all the crazy characters, like the heat miser and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yes. and He's trying to like warm up things. And we just saw, Mom and I just saw the um, Year Without a Santa Claus at I Love Christmas Movies at National Harbor. So the heat miser and... Who's the opposite of the heat miser? Um, the cold... Master, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't the know gatekeeper, you. the key ice, master. Uh, vanilla ice. I'm missed. Okay, so if you're listening and you're like stupid people, just just send us a little uh, voice memo or something and comment who the cold person is because I'm forgetting and blanking. Our producer Ryan's gonna look it up and ruin any. No, um, no, no, not at all. I'm looking up something else that I read today about the Sweden. I think it was Sweden. All right, other favorite Christmas things uh, specials. Uh, I will say this, the Peter, Paul, and Mary Christmas special I used to watch with my parents a lot. I love it. I love their song selection. Um, some of that music remains my favorite holiday music. Other Christmas specials that are very special, the Judy Garland Christmas uh, special is something Matthew and I both enjoy. I used to love watching the Andy Williams mm. uh, Christmas special every year. Uh-huh. Wasn't, wasn't there some others, other people did like Christmas specials? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody did. I mean, 
There's special Christmas movies like Dolly Parton's Smoky Mountain Christmas, which I love, which has a witch in it and an enchanted apple pie. Yeah, so in Sweden, uh, every, every year since 1959, on Christmas Eve, uh, the 1958 special Kala Anka Ok Hans Vaner Ansker God Jul, or Donald Duck and His Friends Wish You a Merry Christmas, is screened on Sweden's main public television, and they watch it every year. It's a, a complete Swedish tradition. Um, but I don't think I've ever seen it. No, I haven't. I it's hosted haven't. by Jiminy Cricket. Weird. Yeah, but I, I really, if, if anybody knows where I can watch that, I'd really like to watch that. Yeah. But isn't that a socialistic country? Oh, I don't know. Who cares? I mean, I'm just thinking about everyone being forced to watch a cartoon. Well, I don't think they're time. forced. I think they choose to. <laughs> like, you have to watch this. Um, uh, Judy Garland Christmas special, if you haven't, it's on YouTube, and it is quite a hoot. One Be of my favorite things to... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say because, you know, Liza drops by with her boyfriend, and they do a dance number, and the son uh, does a song from Oliver because Oliver was on Broadway, and it's just a very impromptu sort of evening, it feels like. It feels very under-rehearsed yet over-rehearsed at the same time. Right. It's a it's a, a treasure, I would say. Um, other Christmas specials, Matt, you were about to say something? Well, this isn't maybe a special. Maybe it is a special. But I used to always love after everything's happening on Christmas Eve night and whether friends are here or not or wherever, I used to always just love watching the complete pomp and circumstance at the National Cathedral mm, mm -hmm. on Christmas Eve. It's just beautiful. It's kind of like all, everything is like still and nothing's happening and then this event's happening at the cathedral that's just gorgeous. Mm -hmm. um, I would love to go to that one day in person, I would think. Yeah. I've only been there for a service on the um, Veterans Day, the Day of Remembrance thing that I did a few years ago. Um, it's a beautiful space. The cathedral's a quarter of a mile long. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the sanctuary is. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives you a lot of time to think when you're walking to the pulpit. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, I sang there once. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. What did you sing? Um, it was. <clears throat> no. It was a high school. It was a high school thing. Oh, cool, cool. Um, I'm trying to. I'm sure I'm going to think of a Christmas special as soon as I'm hang up this podcast, but. Um, I, I think that covers most of the ones. I mean, there's a lot of lots of movies oh. that happen that aren't necessarily Emmett, Emmett Otter's. Emmett, Jug, I was just yeah. about to say Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas is a new favorite. I never got to see when I was a kid because we didn't have HBO. That was just something we didn't have in our house. You didn't have it either, did you, Matt? I don't know if we still do. <laughs> HBO when you were a kid. No, no cable. No. I saw it when I was in high school. I'd never seen it when I was a kid. I only saw it in the past like 10 years. Um, I love it. I think it's a masterpiece. Okay, so that's Christmas specials. Uh, cool. Um, so, so can you, in closing, last thoughts, what are the best Christmas gifts you have ever received? I said the station, the weather station, but any other like best holiday gifts you have ever received? Go. Oh God. Oh, 
Um, I would say probably the one that I was most excited about was my Nintendo three years after it was popular because we couldn't afford to get it earlier. Uh, just watched 8-Bit Christmas. Did you watch that with Steven? Mm-mm. No, where he, you know. Did you feel like that in your neighborhood? Like only one person had the Nintendo? Absolutely, and it was Ian, and I can't remember his last name, but I went to Ian's and played his Nintendo all the time. Uh, I got my Game Boy, not for that Christmas, but for my confirmation in the church. So it was around Easter. I feel like they had a sale after Christmas. Um, (laughs) But I got it, and I got games the following Christmas. You know, it was all good. But But um, my best friend, one of my best friends, Tommy Pershbacher, had a great name. He's dead now. Rest in peace. Oh, no. And his mom uh, had the Nintendo, and so I would always go over there and play. But when I finally got it, man, that day, I just played all day and all day and all day. Uh, Was it Karate? Was that what it was called? Do you remember that game, Steven? What game? Karate? Was it Karate? Yep. Anyway, yeah, that was probably my best gift. What about you? The Bible? Uh, I think my best gift was the Bible because I, I keep learning from this new tax code that was brought up. <laughs> um, but I think maybe one of my m- most memorable gifts was the year that my grandmother didn't have money to buy us anything. So she asked us to pick things out of her curio cabinet. And I picked the salt and pepper uh, shakers that were shaped like turkeys because one of the turkeys was missing a leg and I knew no one would take them. And that really kind of tells you who you are, right? Well, or everybody, yeah. Yeah, and so if you want to download my new uh, turkey song, it's called... Um, turkey Hob- Lurkey, Turkey Turkey, I Don't Have a Leg. Well, he doesn't have a leg, so it's called Hoblin and Goblin. <laughs> we still put those turkeys no, out. It's called Hoblin and Goblin for Christmas. <laughs> and if you want to find it, it's on all music platforms that probably aren't really popular. Great. <laughs> Hobbling and, and goblin, goblin for Christmas. <laughs> it goes something like this. <laughs> that was my that was my turkey sound. It's not very good. Um, what chapter was that in? I mean, Luke chapter two. I will say uh, one of the best gifts I think the three of us ever got together was our house caught fire, uh, two thousand three. Yes, and- thank God that happened. Oh, that's not the gift. Okay, yeah. The gift is that we survived. uh, Our dog Buddha survived, and that we came out of it okay. Absolutely, and and then the showing of love from the community. From the community. I mean, I was in a different kind of. I mean, it was still a theater community, but a different community than you guys were. But everybody really, really supported us, and that was. Yeah, I remember crying about that. Was that was amazing? You're right. That was probably the best Christmas ever. It was. it, It kind of brought us down to like the barest of minimums in many different ways and also made us think about what mattered Mm -hmm. the most i Mm -hmm. think um yeah seeing your childhood stuffed uh, animals animals being shoveled out the window and you like collapse oh my god it was the smurf and the care bears and the ewoks i mean gifts of christmas past yeah gifts of christmas past absolutely totally yeah without a doubt oh god well, <laughs> this has been a fantastic um, week's worth of programming of mini-sodes that we'll 
uh, cut together uh, this wonderful Christmas week. Um, if you're looking for a new uh, Christmas movie, I yeah. really enjoyed A Boy uh, Called Christmas. Mm -hmm. It's on Netflix. Kristen Wiig has a small part in it, so if you're a Kristen Wiig fan. But I really, I really enjoyed it. And 8-Bit Christmas, I would also. Oh, yeah, 8-Bit Christmas. It feels like our generation's a Christmas story. Um, but, yeah, any, any parting thoughts you want to give out, Matt? No, I just... Uh... Just want to thank everyone for downloading Hobbling Goblin Christmas. <laughs> it's a pun. People are going to be looking for that now. <laughs> and I will say that in in my years, uh, the 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 trendy things, except for maybe what you guys consider video games, being like a big moment in your life, they weren't, of course, in mine because I was I, I was born right after this tax. In Luke, <laughs> so the tax happened in chapter two. Chapter three sends you back to Matthew, which is when I was born. And um, I think that all the fatty stuff, like when you buy someone a belt or a special tie or stuff, that stuff always gets kind of blurry to me because it's hard to know when that happened. But of course, you know, years that like video games and things come out are very like so specific that I don't really have too much of that because you don't have like a, a, a nice sweater somebody knitted you that you remember getting or anything like that or a gift your husband got you that was very sweet um and yeah. silence well this well, has all been the, no all the gifts are sweet uh, but um but isn't it just the feeling of Christmas it's not really about what you get and that's what I remember as a child is that warm feeling of family because we wouldn't even spend the day at our we would spend the morning time and then we were like out and it's we a were cocoon. going yeah, it really is we were starting yeah. we went to everybody we went to my grandmother's on both sides how you know family like it was just like a kind of a traveling day christmas eve and christmas so mm -hmm. we were spending time with family and it was that's what it was about well it's the same thing every year we are told that we do not come from the ideology of consumerism or material things. But we, all we talk about yeah. is consumerism and material things. Absolutely. And then we get gifts from people and then we go, oh shit, we've got to give them something now. And then we comes this sort of cycle of like, you know what, this year, Let's just go simple. How many times do we say this that? This year we're just going to give each other hats. Things under $10 or you have to make them. Did you see the picture of someone's on Facebook thing that was just like, we promised each other this year that we would not go all out. And like literally the entire tree is just... just yeah, oh, totally. Smothered. Totally. But it's sort of like this. It's a very... It's a whole nother conversation. I won't bring down this episode on this. But it is a very interesting thing that we are sort of taught and reared in a way to to think in the exact opposite of how we really want or how we do behave when it comes to consuming Christmas. It starts now after October, and it should, because if you want people to make money, why not take advantage of it right away? Mm -hmm. But um, I now can't imagine Christmas. I can't imagine Christmas with a candle and us telling each other how we feel about each other. We would even go, well, God, Matt and Steven didn't get me, get me anything for Christmas. Would we? They wrote me a card and said, you know what? 
You mean more to me than that gremlin car my I, neighbor used to drive. I don't know. I will say <laughs> the that... Little pink, the I, little pink Barbie car. Not to uh, preach to the podcast, but would we? Because I would say I... There was one year that was not Christmas that me and you challenged each other to buy each other the cheapest stuff. Remember that? We were like, let's see what, what we can come up with. Did we? We did. And what did we do? What were the gifts? Yeah. I remember I made a handmade candle that I purchased at a thrift store. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. You made a candle that you purchased at a thrift store? Wait, I made a candle holder, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I bought it for, I think I I sold like one of my brothers. Was that the fire Christmas or something else? No, this was like, this was like dinner theater days. Huh. Don't recall what. Oh, yeah, because you did Zodiac signs painted on it. Oh, did uh-huh. you know you can go on to a... Uh, there's a Burn Bray, like, website that I you can look at, at all Bray, of the... Yeah. That you can look at all of the old Pictures? Pictures mm-hmm. and stuff. Wow. Like, it still exists. What I was about to say was, to, to try to shoehorn everything into a good closing, um, would we hate if we were just gathered by candlelight telling each other what we thought of each other, what we loved of each other? Hopefully it's positive. Because I've enjoyed these conversations because these little podcasts have forced us to sit around and actually focus on each other and talk. And talk, sure. Which is something we don't do. We get together, we watch TV, we look sure. at our phones. Well, that, you know, that's kind of what getting together as a family was because you would just go and you would, they'd watch football and people would eat the leftover turkey and ham and talk sit around and talk about or, what it, yeah. yeah exactly what's what's what happened that week but and, this has kind of concentrated us into sitting in a triangle and talking to each other mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. i kind of have loved that yeah it's have a rainbow you, triangle matthew or are you just reading the bible what does the bible <laughs> say about it no you were just saying it'd be nice if we sat around and read the bible and i'm reading it no i didn't say if we sat around and read the bible i you was just that. looking at the verse of how how the shepherds dropped everything and went to bethlehem mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i don't think we should judge people who are leaving their jobs right now <laughs> because it seems like it started But did they bring the sheep no 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 No, because the hymn says come leave your sheep well right and before the nut allergy i think there was a rule <laughs> there was a rule allergy amongst right. children so and and why is Christmas on December twenty fifth? Isn't it wasn't a, a pagan religion holiday on the twenty fifth? It's about December, solstice, right? right? Solstice, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because why were the sheep out? Right? Isn't yeah. that the thing that that's weird about like the? Yeah, and this all happened in March. I think the only way to bring <laughs> the non-believers together was to bring Christianity into their holidays, which is why all of Christian holidays are either movable like Easter which is Easter it changes every year so don't get me started on this podcast but Ugh. the most important the most important uh plot point in the story is the resurrection any any savior can be born any savior can preach but only certain saviors can be resurrected right so this resurrection <clears throat> does not even have a date that's right. how important it was right because it was pulled from the religion that existed prior to it. So they were like, let's pull this in to make it all together, right? Yeah. So they kept pulling everyone in by saying, well, this is very similar to, to this. To this. And I think Saturn Saturn's return is 
the 21st, 25th of December, which is also the return of light, which is the returning of hope and all that stuff in the pagan world, um, which is what we call um, what's the solstice. Right. Uh, because we tomorrow is my favorite. One of, I have two favorite days. One is Thanksgiving Eve, and now tomorrow is my favorite day. The 21st. Because... It's the solstice. And it is the last day of itty bitty days. And now each day gets a little bit bigger. Longer and longer, right? And then we eventually have to go back to the daylight savings, right? Yep. And um, so, yeah. I guess um, that's about it. Did Steven, did the cookies burn? Yeah. Did you put on the timer? It's a long story, Matt. It's it's science. Um, well, I hope that you've enjoyed uh, our Christmas discussion tonight. Uh, we're gonna split this up into the whole week. Um, I, I would just like to say my favorite. Christmas we're gonna split movie. this conversation into a week. <clears throat> no, yeah. no, <clears throat> the one we just had. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be several <clears throat> episodes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, my favorite Christmas movie of all time is Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Uh, black and white? Black and white. Yeah. Yeah. Maureen O'Hara. Yep. Do you have a favorite? You know, I think only because it really is spectacular to watch at times is just White Christmas when it's on. I kind of just always go, oh my God. It's incredible. And then every year you kind of forget. I kind of forget like, oh my gosh, they, they are really, they're really doing it. Yes. The colors are so beautiful. The costumes, the choreography. I don't know if there's any like long shots where they just did oh, totally, like yeah. a routine like once or whatever. The Abraham number. Mm-hmm. Um, but the woman, Vera Ellen, is just really incredible to watch. So um, skinny in that movie. And I the guy, you know, wow. there's stick. Yeah, and everyone, everyone still. I don't still, think she was well. Everyone still tries to live up to those legends and classical holiday films like everyone still wants to be Bing Crosby, Bing Crosby. or Danny Kaye yeah, or Rosemary Clooney because there was such a, uh, a style to their yeah to their standard I mean there was a standard to their style and their capability and it was just um, do you think it's interesting that a lot of the Christmas well I can't think of any right now that aren't religious the Christmas movies that are popular don't really have a religious theme to them right it just it's like the the consumerism capitalist home alone uh i mean going by miracle it's a wonderful life well i guess it's a wonderful life does have a religious bent Mm -hmm. but yeah for the most part you know it's just about the feeling of christmas well and as it should be and i you know there's the don't even let's not get started on happy holidays and what that means and why we say it um, I think it's okay to love Christmas if you celebrate it and keep it, but it's also wonderful to say happy holidays because you don't know who celebrates what. And I think that the, the, the whole bent of keeping that heavy of a message out of a general Christmas film or holiday film sure. has been the trend. Yeah, I mean, totally. Even in Christmas films, <laughs> Christmas films aren't as Christmassy. I don't think that's a wrong Christmas. I think that's an invitation to others to kind of go, heck, it's Christmas. I don't know. There's trees up everywhere. 
enjoy it without the religious heavy content. Totally, totally. I think that when you're <clears throat> raised in smaller towns, there really is only one holiday. Sure. And it's not until you really either research or move or go out and realize that there are other holidays that you realize happy holidays really is almost a more beautiful message than Merry Christmas because you are saying, right. I don't care what your holiday is, have a happy one. Well, sure, and it's, it's you know, uh, certain people in my life have had this conversation with me about, you know, you should say Merry Christmas, but like, uh, for my job, I answer a phone, I don't know who's on the other end of the phone, mm -hmm. and if I say happy holidays to them, it's not because I'm taking Aside or not, right? I'm just saying I don't know who you are. And I don't know what you celebrate, but you're including everything in that. Everything in it. So right. why is that bad? You're including Christmas in that. Exactly. Well, yeah. Christmas is not uh, okay. So Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Okay, great. What if you don't celebrate that? Merry whatever you celebrate, and and I think and that's, to all a good night. And to all, that's it. Yeah. It's such a, I, I get exhausted about the war on Christmas. There's no war on Christmas. Everyone celebrates different things. The, you know. It, Turn on Hallmark in December. There is no war on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> There's no war on Christmas, period. It's No, America's making money off of Christmas. Mm. Yeah. Uh, un unprecedented. You don't see any other celebration you don't see amazon saying we're not going to deliver in december because it's christmas we're not d delivering on hanukkah no only the usps right <laughs> well gentlemen thank you so much uh we're gonna wrap this and uh and put it put a bow on it oh yeah oh, you oh. make it feel like christmas thank you gentlemen have Merry a good christmas. night all right we hope you enjoyed all of our favorite things um if you want to know more about us, of course, as always, please visit www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an ER. Find us on Facebook under Connor, again with an ER, and Smith. Please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. It helps us out a lot. And as we have said in season three, fa, la, 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 la. La 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 la. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Merry holidays. Merry Christmas.